Welcome to an inspirational Sunday message from Found Church. We hope you will be challenged and encouraged while listening to this message. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our church website, foundchurch.co.uk, or you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But, uh, I just was thinking the other day, it's, it's so important to celebrate our wins, to celebrate victories, to celebrate a good with us this morning. Um, those of you who are on our prayer meetings on a Friday morning will have heard Kirsty and Allison speak many times. I also Kirsty at coffee morning and they always do an excellent job. And uh, they're going to tag team together and share God's word with us this morning. I'm sure we'll be blessed. Uh, we certainly were at the first service. And so God bless you, Kirsty and Allison, as you come and share God's word with us. Thank you. Thank you. Good, good afternoon. It's great to, to be here and it's a privilege and an honour to share God's word this morning. I'm just going to pray and just thank thank you God for just this opportunity to share Lord and I just pray that you will help myself, that you will help Alison as we just you know, read what has been prepared and that you will just um, speak through us. Let us just speak your words only. Amen. Amen. So yeah, so Alison and I were asked a few months ago if we wanted to do a tag team preach and yeah, we were like, yeah, that's great and we'll make a date to chat and come up with some ideas. So that's always fun because it's great to, to have to spend time with your friends. So we had a nice dinner and we thought we'll just bring some ideas, what we'd been kind of thinking about, praying about and um, see if there was anything that kind of connected and shared. And we both had something that we wanted to share and then there was a verse in Matthew 6 that kind of brought them together so that we can make this a tag for you today. And the verse was Matthew 6 21 for where your treasure is there your heart will be also and I'm going to look at um, treasure and then Alison is going to um, take on the heart later on so my name's Kirsty and it's uh, it's nice to be here this morning and I know most of you if you don't know me um, I'm a mum to to three girls and they're kind of a bit more grown up now but when they were little there was a season that we would sit and watch television with them and um, we loved watching cartoons together and I was um, speaking to Samuel early and he was telling me all about Bluey because I don't know anything about Bluey because that's been a new one but there was one that we used to watch together and that was called Jake and the Neverland Pirates is that right yeah (laughs) I can't remember that's right name. But Jake was really, really good. He was a, a good wee guy. He was a good wee pirate. And him and his friends, they were, they were always up to, you know, help trying to make sure that Captain Hook didn't get the treasure and make sure that Captain Hook didn't do any bad. And, you know, I was thinking about treasure and I was, basically the story of every episode was that they would stop Captain Hook getting his hands on this treasure. And if, you know, if, if we were to know that there was treasure somewhere, we would definitely be seeking that and searching for that because treasure is so valuable. And if I was to ask this morning, what do you treasure? I'm sure you would say like me, like your family, your children, and maybe material things like your houses or pictures, special jewellery, books and you know other things that mean that are precious to us. And that would go along with what the dictionary describes treasure as anything or any person that is greatly valued or highly prized. 
And if you've got a Bible this morning and want to read along, um, let's open up Proverbs 2, and I'm going to read just verses 1 to 11, and they'll also be up on the screens. It says, My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turn in your ear to wisdom and apply in your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as silver and search for it as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding, and he holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield for those whose walk is blameless, for he guards the heart the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair and for every good path. For wisdom will enter your hearts and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. You know, there is so much treasure to find in God's word. Even now, written all these years ago, but there's still so many great truths. And what I love about God's word is, you know, it is alive and we can all read it and we can all get something out of it every day for whatever we're facing that day. But there's also these truths that are found in it and the verses that are found that sometimes we have to tuck away and put away so that we can pull them out in a different season in our lives. So at the end of last year, like many of you, we went up our loft to get down our Christmas decorations. And every year we go up and Willie's like, we need to sort this loft. There's far too much stuff in it. There's like junk and treasure and there's like just all these things in there. Christmas decorations and now we've moved on to like Easter decorations and autumn decorations. You know, it's it's all up there. And 20 20 years of being a homeowner, we just put boxes for things that we probably don't even have anymore are up the loft. But a few days after getting these things down, I, you know, I was just praying and I was like, not, not thinking about the loft, but then I've just felt that God showed me a picture of the attic and it gave me a vision and some truths about, um, about treasure and what we're storing up. So firstly, I felt God ask me about what I had hidden and what I needed to bring out. And when I've been thinking about hidden treasure, I've been thinking about the hidden things that we've all stored away. Hidden gifts and hidden talents. Hidden aspects of our personality. Hidden dreams that we once treasured and have let let them get lost in the midst of all life stuff. The dreams that we had for our future that have not worked out quite as we planned. The ministry that we once were so passionate about, but you know, life has just got busy and got so much extra that the passion that once burned so, so, so on fire is now buried really deep down inside. You know, today I believe it's time to start unpacking and bringing that treasure back out again. You know, has a lack of confidence or a fear of failure kept you from reaching your potential? Well, there's a story in Matthew that encourages us not to hide our treasure. So you'll find it in Matthew 25, reading from verse 14. Again, it'll be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts of them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. And his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will now put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. And the man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you have entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. And his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful 
people with a few things, I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received the one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a, a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid, and I went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. And his master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. And when I read that, the third servant, we, we see that he had his treasure or we had, he had his talent. And my first reaction, being really honest to you, my first reaction is that that's really a really, the master's response is really harsh because he hasn't wasted anything. He didn't lose it. He just didn't use it. But this is an important lesson, like anything that we read in God's word, that is there to teach us and to correct us and to challenge us and also encourage us. And our Heavenly Father has entrusted each of us with treasures, talents, gifts, and passions. And he wants us to succeed in all we do. So my first thought to encourage you this morning was be, what do you need to dig back up? What needs to be uncovered again? What has been buried away for so long that you're scared to even go and find it? But, you know, go and dig out that treasure that you've got in with, within you. And secondly, when I was thinking about the attic, I realised that we do keep a lot of junk and useless things up there. And by nature, I'm probably a bit of a hoarder. I hate throwing anything away, like, might have a use one day. And there was a, a time where uh, we, uh, whenever we had a glass jar, so like a jar of sauce or jam or something, or Nutella, whatever it was, I would keep the jars. I'm like, we're going to use these one day. We're going to light candles and we're, we're going to repurpose them and craft them. And if you know me, I am not a crafter at all. But <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, we're going to keep all these jars. And we would put them in the garage for like this later use. But then when we converted our garage into a room, we had to get rid of them all. And we had hundreds of glass jars. We could have started our own jam factory with what we had there. But the junk and the clutter can overtake the treasure at times. And we have to be careful about what we allow to take in. You know, if we don't take the rubbish out of our kitchens or wherever we have our bins in our house, then it's going to make that place unhealthy and unsanitary and like it's really not going to be a good place to be. Or like in my work desk or your work desk, if you keep um, letting things pile up and pile up on it, then the really important things, the things that we need to work on, are going to get lost in amongst all the trivial things. Keeping the hold of the wrong things can also be dangerous. And there's a story in the Bible about Rachel and it's in Genesis, and, and ver um, it's in chapter 31, where she is fleeing her home to go with Jacob, Leah, and all their children because God has instructed them to go. But for some reason, Rachel stole some of the idols from her father's house. And in verse 19, it says, When Laban had gone to shear his sheep, Rachel stole her father's household goods, um, household gods. You know, by taking these gods, she was clinging on to the past because these were gods that she would have once worshipped with her dad, you know, as a child before Jacob had introduced her to his God, our God. But by taking these idols with her, she was trying to keep a foot in her old life, holding up onto the old stuff and the old junk and the, you know, these old treasures didn't work out, you know, wasn't going to work out for, well for Rachel. As Jacob said later in verse 32, if you find anyone who has your gods, that person shall not live. You know, by holding on to clutter and things of her past, she was going about to make a right mess of her future. So my second thought for you this morning is, what do you need to get rid of to propel yourself into a great future? What are you clinging on to and holding on to from the past that is hurting your future? Or what is clogging up your life and overshadowing any treasure that you have today? So back to Proverbs 2, it asks us to store up his commands. What are you storing up? Now, our attic is probably our storeroom in our house. We don't have anywhere else to you know, keep the Christmas decorations and things. 
But there's things up there that are for a season, like those things. There are other things up there that are like, you know, treasures and like memories and pictures and old school work and all these things, you know, that things that we want to hold on to really, really dearly. Things that we're storing up, you know, um, just for like, you know, to keep for good, you know, those kind of things. But what are we storing up today for an eternal purpose? You know, I, I want to store up wisdom, definitely want to store up wisdom. And, you know, to... We all would like to be wiser. I'm sure that would be everybody's story this morning. And that, that proverb encourages us to seek it and keep it because wisdom is so valuable. But maybe some of the stuff I'm storing up is wrong, things like fear and bitterness. Second Timothy 1.7 states, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. You know, we've been given control over our thoughts and our fears. And fear is definitely something that we need to stop getting stored up in our lives. And as I was reading and like kind of researching a wee bit about fear, and I read this quote from a clinical psychologist. And he said, fear can make you foggy. And as some parts of your brain are revving up when you're, when you're fearful, other parts start shutting down. And when our brain senses fear, the cerebral cortex, the area of the brain that harnesses reasoning and judgment, becomes impaired. So now it is difficult to make good decisions or think clearly. And that is like a great challenge for us today to not be fearful. Because, you know, we want to make good decisions. We want to make clear decisions. We want to be, you know, do good things for our lives. And that's not going to work well with fear. The Bible encourages not, us not to fear. Isaiah 41 says, fear not, I am with, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And there God's promise of strength and support serves as a source of courage for anyone today who is grappling with fear. So today, please don't store up fear, but store up peace in your hearts. Also, bitterness is another thing that we need to just get rid of, like that kitchen rubbish. Oh. In Ephesians 4, it says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And Hebrews 12 says, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. To See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and define many. Like A root is something that grows, so don't let that store, don't let that start to, to grow in your hearts today. But what about the opposite? What should we be storing and building up in our lives? What treasure should we be seeking and searching for and never letting go of? And the verse I quoted again and from Proverbs begins to give us detailed instructions on how to be successful by storing up God's commands and his truths. Being wise again helps us, make, stops us from making wrong turns or making bad decisions for our lives. But storing up treasures is bigger than just for this moment in time. It has an eternal purpose too. In that verse in Matthew 6, it says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Meaning that when we center our lives around what we value the most, and if we prioritize, sorry, meaning that we do, we should center our lives around what we value most. But if we prioritize the wrong things, our lives are going to go off the rails. But when we prioritize the right things, our lives are going to stay on track. And in Matthew 5, there are some principles of things that we should really be storing up. And, you know, being humble and pure in heart. My dad used to, I don't know why, I must have, you don't know, <laughs> been, when I was, you know, getting into trouble, he would always say, Kirsty, pride comes before a fall. You know, so we need to be humble and pure in heart, you know, keeping our hearts clean. Hungering and thirsting for righteousness. As, you know, as Christians, it is so important that we take a stand for justice today. 
showing mercy. And, you know, showing mercy is a, such a great principle and a great thing to store up. But it can be hard when we've personally been hurt. Or, but the Bible encourages us today to forgive and to show mercy. Making peace. Again, let's be people who store up peace. You know that our homes would be places of peace. Our workplaces, when we go in, we bring peace with us. Our church and our ministries would be places when people walk in, they feel peace and feel that presence of God. You know, following God's commands is another thing that we should store up. And the Bible is full of great commands and great principles so that we can store up and remind ourselves of daily and whatever season we find ourselves in. And that's just a few things to store up and to treasure onto and to seek above all things. So today, bring out your treasure, your hidden treasure, remove any junk and store up all the good things. Because as Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be, will also be. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much, Kirsty. That was such a, a good word and such a great encouragement um, just to start off our time together. So Kirsty talked about the verse in Matthew that we both felt that we were to share this morning. And she shared so well about the treasure within us that we need to dig up. And I want to follow on this morning just talking a wee bit about the second part of our of that verse that refers to our hearts, but it says, there our hearts will be also. So our hearts are the most amazing things, um, and the Bible's got a lot to say about our hearts and how we can steward our hearts to be the best version of ourselves and be more like Jesus. So some of these examples would be, um, Jesus told us in the greatest commandment, to love God with our whole hearts. Um, in Psalm 139, we're encouraged to um, ask God to search us and know our hearts so we can continually work on them and get closer to him. Hebrews 4 verse 12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It penetrates even to dividing, um, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Here we're encouraged at how the word of God plays such a vital role um, in how our hearts maybe respond in different situations and challenges that we might face. And as a church, we have um, just recently started a series on Daniel. Um, and I love the verse in Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, that says, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies. He purposed in his heart. It all started and began in his heart. And I guess when we're referring to our heart, we don't explicitly mean the organ in our body, um, but more our innermost being, the, the depth, the, the very place that everything that we do comes from. So this morning I want to ask you, how is your heart? Is it content? Is it, is it weary? Is it broken? Um, are parts of it torn whilst you're trying to make big, dis- big decisions and navigate your way through life? Let's have a look look together um, at how we can encourage each other to steward our hearts to be the best that they can be. And Kirsty spoke this morning about how God spoke to her um, about treasure after a job of clearing out the loft. And I love how God uses things that we do every day to speak to us about um, our lives and different things that he wants to tell us. And I just love houses as well and anything to do with homes and styling homes, um, designing things. I'm in the middle of doing a, a refurb of the living room. Just I'm constantly doing things in the house and looking on right move, and I've got absolutely no intentions of moving. Um, but I think when I was thinking about um, the idea of our hearts, it got me thinking 
as well about how the different rooms in our house and how they might look can liken to the attitude of our hearts. So this might just be my house. You may all have much more organised homes than me, um, but here we go. So first of all, there's the kitchen. So a busy room that's active often, that's used on a daily basis, multiple times a day especially if you've got a big, busy family and household and it's cleaned a lot and it's worked through and it's reset and it's refreshed over and over again. And I guess this could be the part of our heart that we do regularly evaluate and check, the part that we talk to people about, that we, we seek advice for, that we pray about, that we try and improve. Um, and then staying in the kitchen there's the, the kitchen drawer. You know, you know the drawer. Um, that I'm, sure, I'm sure you all know what I mean. The drawer that has everything in it from spare keys and pens, elastic bands, birthday candles, anything that you need uh, will be in that drawer. I don't even know if mine opens and closes anymore, to be honest. So um, it might have some gold in it. It might have some useful things. The, the place where you think, oh, it'll be in that drawer. Um, but it also probably has a lot of different bits of junk, just as Kirsty was mentioning earlier, that could be overshadowing it. So I guess this could be the part of our hearts where the, the good is overshadowed by the bad, or where hopes and desires are overshadowed by fear and worries, where doing the right thing is overshadowed by following the crowd. And then there's the bedroom, uh, the place of peace and contentment and comfort, the place where you go to rest and sleep, um, the place where you feel refreshed and wake up ready for a new day. And I guess this could be um, where we feel quite contented in our hearts and maybe there's things that we're really sure of, that we're comfortable with and that we're confident in. Uh, next, there's the spare room, which in my house is also known as the dumping ground, <laughs> where, um, yeah, I'd love to say that it's always ready for people to come and stay, but you definitely need to give me um, a couple of days' notice for that. Um, Amazon boxes, bags for life, piles of stuff, a bit of kind of organised chaos, to be honest. The room where when somebody's coming over, everything just gets shoved in it, you close the door and just say, right, I'll deal with that later. Um, and maybe that's the part of our hearts where we are putting off dealing with those things in our life that are difficult, that we know we need to bring to God and we need to deal with. Deal with. Those things in our life that we know are clogging us down, that are not bringing us closer to God. But we just close the door and say, it's fine, I'll deal with it later. I'll deal with it one day when I've got time, which is normally my phrase. Um, and then there's a living room. The bit that everyone sees, the bit that when people are coming over, we tidy, we make sure it looks nice, we put on the candles, we pump the cushions, um, the bit that we like showing off and we don't mind letting people in to see that part. I'm sure we do have a part of our hearts where we do put on a bit of a front and pretend that everything's okay, um, the part that we like about ourselves that we don't mind letting people into. So that's just a couple of examples of some of the different um, feelings and attitudes of our hearts that we've all perhaps experienced at some point. So how can we make sure that our hearts are in the, the best possible posture to, to love God, to serve God, and to carry out all of our daily activities and to stay firm when challenges come our way? I'm going to just share a couple of things from Proverbs chapter 4 that will hopefully help us um, in how we can position our hearts and be ready to fulfil our God-given potential. So I'm going to read from Proverbs chapter 4, um, just now starting at verse 20. It says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. 
Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thoughts to the paths for your feet. And be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left, but keep your foot from evil. And I absolutely love the book of Proverbs. It's definitely up there with what is one of my favourites. And um, it's just such a great encouragement. There's just so much wisdom um, in it. And there are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. And I remember one time Michael was talking about it. Um, and he encouraged us all to, you know, to read a, a chapter a day for a month and, and just see what God could speak through that and the wisdom that you could start your day with. And March has got 31 days and it's obviously a fast approaching. So um, maybe that's something that you'd like to do for the month of March. And I know that you'll be blessed um, by the words that Proverbs has to say. So I'm going to just look at verse um, 20 and 21. First of all, it says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. So the first thing that we can do to steward our hearts and to know God's word is to keep it in our hearts, but more importantly, to use it in situations where it's needed. And along at Kids Church, we do memory verses every week. So we have one verse that we do for three weeks, and then we change it up and do a new one um, again. And the kids absolutely love this time together, and I'm sure the sweeties definitely help and have something to do with it. Um, but they, they love getting together and learning their verses and, and um, saying it out loud. And as well as memorizing it and them knowing it off by heart, we are also constantly trying to remind them and encourage them about what it means, and it's not just about memorising it and knowing it in your head, but actually being able to use it and how it can help them throughout their whole lives. And maybe you've got verses that you learned when you were a child that stay with you as well. So as well as remembering God's word, we need to use it and apply it when the time comes. God's word is full of absolute truth, and there's no situation that any of us will ever face that it won't apply to. So this is one way that we can steward our hearts. We can keep God's word in it. Um, and if that's what is flowing from it daily, then we're guaranteed to live a fulfilled life. And the second part of this chapter um, that I want to look at, the second verse, is verse 23. Um, maybe a more common verse that says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And I wonder if you've ever had to guard anything or even look after something just really, really well. Um, I do wedding flowers and there's always a huge element of looking after involved in the process. Um, so every time I have a wedding, three days before, they get delivered by my supplier and um, I have to condition them and look after them and, and pretty much guard them with my life for those three days. Um, and I'm looking at protecting them from bacteria and dirt and heat and making sure that every single stem is right in the water. The petals are perfect for the couple's big special day that's coming up ahead. And thankfully, I've never had any disasters so far um, and woken up to hundreds of pounds of worth of dead flowers. Um, but this is partly because there's a huge amount of effort goes into the looking after part. It requires me to do something to guard them and to look after them. It requires me to put things in place to make sure that they are the best that they can be. And I know this might just be a simple example here when we're talking about this part of our verse, but I guess when we're thinking about guarding our hearts, there's an element of we have a part to play in that in partnership with God. 
being careful of our attitudes, of what we think, of what we say and what we do or what we don't do. Um, these are all choices that we have to make on a daily basis. And all these things play a part in us guarding our hearts from anything that the enemy would try and do. And I mentioned briefly earlier about the second part of this verse where we're told that everything we do comes from our hearts. The band can come up and get ready to join us. So if our hearts are clogged up like the spare room um, or a guddle of junk like the kitchen drawer, then that's what's going to flow out. And if our hearts are content and at peace, um, then that's what we'll see. If our hearts are confident and secure in who God is and who he's created us to be, then that's what will flow out. If we spend time in God's presence and pray without season, then, then that is what will flow out. So our challenge here is what is in our hearts today and what is flowing out, like this verse says. But there's good news. There's such good news that we're not doing it on our own, that we're doing this with God and in partnership with him and his love and his unending grace. So let's talk to him, invite him in, ask him to help us to guard our hearts and watch what he will do in our lives as his goodness and his mercy flows out from us. So today I hope that you leave here feeling encouraged. Firstly, just let's keep God's word in our hearts. Let's memorize it, meditate on it day and night. Um, but most importantly, let's use it to position our hearts to be the best possible posture to live out all our God-given potential. And secondly, let's guard our hearts. Let's look after them and guard them for God and be excited and encourage each other to see what he can do when his, love, when his word and his love flows out into our lives. Let's stand together and pray. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Please feel free to contact us through our website, foundchurch.co.uk or you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.